Hey guys, Luke here, and uh, another <clears throat> episode for you. Today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, adjusting workouts. Uh, I'm recording this, uh, gosh, 1st of August. So most of you, if you're training for a fall marathon, you're, you're into training a little bit, uh, some of you more than others, but we are getting to the point where um, we're going to hit peak summer pretty soon. And then uh, if you can just survive through August, September is usually much, much better. At least the mornings are a little bit cooler and, and then uh, workouts go a little bit better. So, um, you know, I know a lot of you are probably questioning yourselves right now, questioning your, uh, your fitness, uh, questioning your sanity on choosing to run uh, an October marathon. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, I, don't, <clears throat> I don't think I would do that much anymore, but uh, not much choice when you're trying to run like Berlin and Chicago and get those, uh, those world majors knocked out. So you got to do what you got to do. Um, but anyway, I, you know, I think uh, I want to, the big thing here with this is, is that, you know, I, I see it's, it's a lot like with the winter where people, you know, they, they want to be tough and they want to do, uh, they want to hit their pace regardless of what the conditions are. Right. And so, uh, you know, it's interesting. I saw some interesting conversations in our Facebook group and, uh, I personally don't understand it. I don't understand what the logic is. Uh, for some of it because it's just like you I, I don't know how you expect that you're going to be better at doing your pace than what mother nature can throw at you from a from a weather standpoint right like you're not they're going to win right they're going to win no matter what you do right so you can either fight it and end up in a position where you're either just completely burnt out or you're just completely demoralized because you don't think your fitness is really there or you can adjust and you know find ways to do what you need to do and then trust that you're going to be fit right and so um so if you're if you're the person who's not going to budge then i you, you know you can probably stop listening right now because it, it really doesn't matter what i say you're not gonna you're not going to want to do it you're going to want to do it your way and that's fine. And if it works, that's great. But for, for my experience, it just doesn't work for the vast majority of people. It just, it just fries them, you know, literally, figuratively, physically, mentally, however you cut it. Um, it just usually doesn't work well. So that's what I want to talk about today. So and, and, and um, I, you know, I know that you know the basics. Like you can just run a lot earlier in the morning or you can adjust your paces, things like that. So I'm not going to go into that. I just want to I want to obviously do those things if you can, uh, you know, like I use the example for myself here and here where we're at in Michigan, you know, this time of year, it's hit or miss. Like the last two mornings have actually been pretty solid. It's like 60 degrees in, you know, at 5.30, 6 in the morning, right? And it's daylight enough where you could 100% go out and get a workout in. Um, but by the afternoon, it's 85 plus degrees, right? So there's a pretty big swing between the morning and the afternoon. Whereas I know some people, it's just nasty all the time, right? Um, so that's not going to do a whole lot for you. Um, and then uh, adjusting the paces, some people just really struggle with doing that. But I don't really want to. I don't really want to hash on that. So um, I want to get into some other things and do it work based on the type of workout that you're doing. So. 
Um, so first things first, I think I do think we need to talk about, you do need to acclimate to the weather, right? So even if I tell you to take your workout inside to the treadmill, uh, you still need to be getting your some runs outside, right? You need to be dealing with that heat and humidity, um, learning to tolerate it, getting adapt, adapt, adapted to it, things like that. So, um, but on the other hand, you have to balance it out, right? Like you can't just push all the time and expect your body to hold up, right? It's just not going to happen. So, um, so what I'm going to offer up is just really kind of things you can do to break that up. You know, not, you know, like I said, you don't have to do these all the time. You don't have to do them for every workout. But if you need a break, these are things that you can do and not have to worry about losing fitness or have it not have the same effect for you, right? And honestly, I've had athletes do some of this stuff right now, a couple athletes in Texas, and they, you know, they, they, they're like, okay, I'll just move my runs inside and see what happens. And it was like complete 180 of how they felt, um, not even on their runs, but just in general throughout the day, like they just recovered better, all that good stuff. So like they still run outside, but you know, if it gets really bad, they'll just bring it inside and run in the gym, things like that. And it made it, it's made a huge difference. I mean, cause we went from like really kind of worrying how we we're going to get through the summer to they've definitely perked back up and are running strong again. Right. And it's, and they're still doing, I would say they're doing 80% of their runs in the weather they were and then it's just like one or two runs every now and then that are that are taken inside or we figure something else out so all right so with that out of the way let's talk about speed workouts first so obvious excuse me is that the obvious way you can adjust is beyond adjusting our paces is bring the workout into the treadmill like we've talked about but and i know it's a dirty word for a lot of you uh in the hardcore they're going to tell me how it doesn't make you a real runner or whatever that's cool, right? Like if you do, if you think that's what makes you a real runner, then you know whatever, do what you got to do. But I also think that having heat stroke doesn't make you a runner for a while either, and, it, and then it might not be, it might be the end of your, uh, might be the end of your season. So I think you have to weigh weigh your options. Um, personally, though, I would tend to go. It would be very hard for me to do just a straight up speed work. Like if somebody gave me, you know six by 800 at 5k pace 5k pace on the treadmill absolutely scares the heck out of me right like i just have visions of me flying off the back of the treadmill stepping wrong on the side of it and just you know doing something stupid right and then i'm my face is buried into a treadmill belt and that's the last thing that i really want to have to deal with right so to me honestly for i probably wouldn't just take my workout inside and do that but what you could do is we have our treadmill calculator um, it's on our website lukehumphreyrunning.com if you have a plan and final search through us you can reach it um, it's in our, for our run club members you can reach it in both places and it'll give you um, a breakdown basically you can plug in okay well, here's the speed I could tolerate what grade do I need to put it in to make it equal to the pace that I would be running outside is, is the, is the gist of how you'd use that calculator. So it's not perfect, but it gets you, it gets you close. And a lot, a lot of times close is, is pretty darn good. And so, um, so we'll do that. We usually do it in the winter, but for those in the really hot and humid areas, this is, this is probably your, you know, what we would be doing for you instead. Like instead of talking about this in the winter, we talk about it now in the summer for you guys. Um, so I like that idea, right? And, and you can do that. Or you could just turn it to straight up hills. 
um, and do uh, uh, a hill workout, right? So again, you could just take the speed that, so you know, if you're running eight minute pace easy and you don't really wanna change the pace, but you want the effort to be higher, then you could just go and use that calculator and say, okay, this will, you know, if I put it this grade, then um, I would be at this kind of effort, right? And that's kind of what you're, that's kind of what you're looking at, right? And so that's probably the easiest, easiest thing to do with the speed workouts. Um, or you could turn it into a fart lick. And you could do it, turn it into a fart lick inside on the treadmill. Uh, very easy to do, especially if you're, if you're not necessarily going by speed straight up. If you're using a combination of speed and grade, then I would just go by effort. So like if you had, like go back to our six by 800 example. So if you had six by 800s at 5K pace, and that would normally take you you know, about three minutes, then just do six times three minutes and have that be your workout. You could do the same thing outside too, because you have to look at it. We're not, you know, you take a workout like a six by 800, what, what are we trying to do? We're trying to accomplish a certain pace over a certain distance, right? And so if you, if you flip that, and now we're saying, I just want an effort for a certain amount of time, then you take that pressure off yourself to A, hit the pace, and then hit the pace for that that distance, right? So you can just move, do more effort-based over a certain amount of time. And to me, that it usually goes quite a bit better. Um, and then if you you don't, then you don't have to go to a track where it's going to be, you know, more than likely you're going to be in the sun. You could maybe do this on a path where you are um, at least have some shade and stuff like that, right? So there's it does open the doors a little bit. But speed work in, in general, speed workouts don't affect us as much, right? And especially if you are doing it earlier in the morning or later in the day when the sun's not in the peak of the sky, um, you definitely can do this. But we know that speed is less affected by heat because it's usually a shorter workout. The repeats are shorter distances, you know? So you're doing an 800, you get a jog, you get another 800, you get a knock, another jog. That's that's a lot easier to recover from than doing a six to mile, six to eight mile tempo run at marathon pace, right? That's where you don't get a break and then you're trying to sustain that harder pace for a lot longer time, right? So this is, you tend to not be as affected as much, you know, it still sucks for sure. Don't get me wrong and I'm not trying to sugarcoat that, but we tend to tolerate that a little bit better. So those are, that's the easiest things that I would do for speed workouts. Going into the strength, which at this time, if you're doing something like a Berlin, you're probably getting close to starting your strength. So your first three or four strength workouts in August are probably not gonna be super pleasant from a temperature and humidity standpoint, but it's an oddball intensity. And I, and I get that it's an oddball intensity, right? Because for our four hour and above crew, it's really not much different than marathon pace. And so you might be fine just doing this as they are. Um, Cause I know a lot of you, you're still, you're actually a little bit fast on your marathon pace anyway. so breaking it up into uh, you know six by a mile or something like that is probably actually a little bit easier on you anyway. For the 330 and faster crew, you, especially more the closer you get to three hours, what we'll see is that your, your, the strength is actually creeping in on what your lactate threshold is. So you're creeping into that lactate threshold territory. And so you'll need to be careful not to overstep that boundary because then you're changing the scope of the workout, right? And so you really do wanna be careful with that. So if you are, in that range and, and you'll see that you'll notice it if you plug it into our training pace calculator you'll notice that because uh, all of a sudden your strength uh, zone will get 
really short and then your L, it'll bump right into your LT zone, right? And so you'll know at that point, if there's no separation there and, and one of those zones are getting shorter, um, then you'll know that you're probably creeping into that point. But it's usually the closer you are to three hours. Um, so yeah, if you can do, if you do that, then maybe just scale back to like marathon pace and do it because the intensity would still be um, just uh, a little bit faster than that, be closer to what your, your strength intensity really is, right? Um, and if you're doing like an October marathon or later, you know, Detroit, Chicago's early, early October, then you get in Detroit, Marine Corps, Indies late October now, and then New York, and then you're starting to get into where you're not really going to be touching these until September, and you usually don't have that kind of issue, right? So it's it's one of those things where you might have a little bit of a problem early on, but it's a, eventually the, just the calendar is going to help you out here. Um, and then let's go into uh, Temple Runs. Um, this is where, because Temple Runs, you've, you might have already started. You've already done speed, and the Temple Runs have, have started for pretty much for pretty much everyone. So um, to be honest, from, from I would say mid-June through the end of August, I hardly give my athletes continuous tempos, right? If I do, it's usually no more than six miles, um, and it's only once in a while. Um, and even when I was in the ODP, we never really did a lot of just straight up tempo runs um, over the summer. We would do a lot of things like how your strength workouts are broken up, right? We would do six by mile, um, three by two, four by two, five by two, uh, all that stuff right there, you know, five by mile and a half, all those types of workouts that you do kind of do for strength. And we would just do them at marathon pace which, you know, effort-wise was probably actually a little bit faster than, than marathon pace, right? So, um, so that's, that's the easiest thing to do. The only thing you want to do with that is you want to make those recoveries short. So if you're doing a six-by-one mile, you know, if those are eight-minute pace, you really don't want to be more than like two to three minutes jog recovery, right? So the miles would be the shortest recovery. And then if you got up to where you were doing something like, you know, three-by-three three or something like that, maybe like a, maybe like, um, a three or four minute jog recovery in between that. But the, the key to that is you break it up and, and you can still keep the pace, but you would make it very short recovery. Whereas, you know, I know for like the strength workouts, you do actually get a fairly long recovery. Like even for the six by mile, that's a half, it's usually like a half mile recovery. Um, and depending on what your pace is, you know, that could be, you know, five minutes for, for somebody, right? Whereas if I'm doing a six by one at marathon pace, I want that fairly short recovery, right? I don't want it. I don't want you spending a long time getting fully recovered from that. And then you're not going to get the benefit from the workout. So, um, so in any case, you know, like I said, six by one, four and a half, and that's probably where a lot of people are going to be early on when they get to four or five, six mile tempos. By the time you get to the eight mile tempos, it's hopefully September, maybe the end of August, maybe you break that up, um, and do something like, uh, you know, four times two or something like that, you know, and there's a lot of ways you can do it. Three by three. I like, um, that was a staple of our, our training diet. Later workouts, if you still are, if you're in a position where, you know, you want to break those up a little bit, I like something like the five, three, two, five miles, three miles, two miles. And then I give the four mile, the four, three, two, one workout, four miles, three miles, two miles, one mile. Um, so you start off with the biggest one first and then kind of work it down. It's a little easier uh, mentally to do. 
uh, for a lot for a lot of people. But you're still able to get a lot of the volume in. And honestly, you know, if you're somebody who's putting your own stuff together, if you break it up, you can actually give yourself more volume earlier in the in the segment, right? So instead of being, you know, like eight to ten weeks out, starting eight mile tempo runs, you're doing, you know, four times two. You could start that if you know a few weeks earlier because you're not gonna it's not gonna take as much out of you because you're getting you're getting that extra recovery right so um, so it is a nice thing to do um, and then uh, yeah I mean and honestly like if you really feel like you need more recovery uh, in between workouts they say you do a Tuesday speed workout and then you um, have a week where it's supposed to be you know sometimes it's like eight and eight or ten and ten on the weekends instead of the longer runs on Sunday that would be a good time to maybe shift that Thursday tempo to a Saturday and do the workout on Saturday and then take Sunday, Monday to recover again. You know, so you have a little, you take, you can take a good week where you're kind of spacing things out a little bit more, kind of get, catch your breath um, and, and pull yourself back from the edge a little bit if you have to. Right. So, um, but that's, you know, that we've talked about that before, not necessarily the, the, uh, uh, the scope of today, but, um, but by the but by the time you get to those bigger workouts, uh, hopefully you'll be past the hottest of the days. But then, um, so say you're you know say this is in September where you know it can still be very very warm in September. So if you get a day where it's cool, say go for your your regular tempo. But then if you have a day that's hot, you know break it up and just kind of and just take what comes comes with you that that week, right? Um, and then of course you can always do the treadmill. I like doing the. I actually don't mind doing treadmills if you want, especially if you want to keep that continuous tempo um, in the earlier in that earlier hotter part of this uh, segment. Uh, just because for me and for what it's done for my athletes is that they can feel better about where their fitness is because it is usually a little bit easier for them to do the tempo inside than outside, and it really keeps them where they can practice their nutrition at marathon pace earlier in the segment and the better that I can get the better I can get that person with doing their nutrition every single week two to three times a week what you know on their tempo runs and their long runs the much the much further ahead they're going to be when it comes time to to race right because they're going to be used to like oh my stomach feels full I don't feel like taking in the fluids but then they still can they know that they still can and they'll be okay because they've done it over and over and over again they're not waiting until um uh, later in the segment to, to actually get going with that stuff, right? So, and that's something I feel like you really should be practicing as much as you can, as early as you can. Uh, and then finally, let's talk about long runs. Uh, one is run for time. You know, many times over the summer, I'll schedule my athletes. Again, so a lot of times I don't even schedule them a set, a set distance. I'll just give them, you know, a 90-minute run all the way up to a two-and-a-half-hour run, um, sometimes a three-hour run depending on, on the person. Uh, and so what I'll just do is I'll see what they're averaging pace-wise for their runs during the week, and then I'll use that as my guide to give them anywhere from 12 to 16-mile long runs. So if that 12 miles is close to an hour and a half, I'll say, go, okay, go out and run 12 miles, or, or go run 90 minutes, and I know that that's going to give them about 12, right? But we're not putting the emphasis on the pace. Again, it's like that fart, like we're taking it and just saying, I just need to run for X amount of time. It doesn't matter what the pace is, right? Because... Um, and, and for the long run paces and stuff, it usually they'll usually fall in that range somewhere, usually maybe on the slower side of that range, which is perfectly fine because, again, the intensity of that run's going to be a little bit higher, right? And so instead of 
forcing them to run a faster pace for a set distance and then they're going to just be doing that and not necessarily working on their um, nutrition and fluids this allows them to feel comfortable slowing down because we're just talking about running time and effort right and then hopefully that gets them to be practicing a little bit more because sometimes you just if you you send yourself into that hole trying to run a certain pace over that in those long runs and your stomach doesn't feel good and you just stop doing you stop doing the stuff that you need to do it's practicing the, the fuel and the fluids right and so um you know that if we can minimize that and get them to practice even more we're going to be we're going to come out ahead at the, at the end and then the treadmill and again i like for the just the treadmill as far as what it is for the um what i what i talked about for the temple run it's just you know it just it gives a person you know we can you usually have a couple cup holders we can stick two big old water bottles out there we can get all our gels out there and we can just practice right and we can we can get our pace in for um what we want to hit for the long runs and again it's going to build that confidence be like if you're if you're slogging through on these workouts all every single time and you're not hitting anything morally that can be super defeating right and so if you go in and you and you go into the treadmill and you do one of those work like a temple run or a long run you're like holy cow i crush it okay i'm not as bad off as i thought i was right if we can do that every once in a while and we keep that confidence high and keep you practicing all your fluids and nutrition on a, on a much more consistent basis it's going to it's going to keep us positive it's going to it's going to reinforce our, our fitness level and then we're going to get that practice for the fluids and stuff in right so that's why I, i'm not opposed to that i mean i i do that a lot in the winter myself um the summer is usually okay for me not to do that but again like just with my athletes in florida and texas and stuff like that like it's brutal like i think it's hot here and then they tell me what they're what they're they show me what what their dew points and stuff are and it's like holy cow i don't even know how you're doing i don't know how you can even train for a marathon in that so um so you have to be super super careful and it just kind of gives you a day to reset right you're not if you can just do one workout where you're not just wiped out from you know losing five pounds of sweat and things like that then you know we can pull ourselves back from that edge a little bit and and save our save our segment right so so like I said, right, if you're not doing that all, if you're doing that stuff outside all the time and you're always getting to a point where you just break down mentally or physically, you've got to, you've got to pull yourself back from that edge. And these things can, these things can do that. Like I said, it doesn't have to be all the time. Uh, it doesn't have to be every workout. It doesn't have to be every week. But if you find yourself getting to that edge, do some of these things and pull yourself back from that edge and make sure that you're ready to rock and roll in October when you want to be right and so you just got to get that out of your head somehow like it doesn't make you any tougher of a runner if you're just beating your head against a wall doing the same thing and then wondering why you're not making it all the way through the segment or just beating yourself up mentally saying that i'm not fit i'm not fit when reality is you're probably just fine you're probably very fit it's just you're dealing with all this stuff on a regular daily on a regular basis right and just it's not sustainable right all right so the one ca caveat I have to the treadmill is obviously if your treadmill's in your garage, then the treadmill's probably <laughs> probably not the best idea, right? Like, because um, it's probably hotter in your garage than it is outside. I mean, I know it is in my garage. Um, so by all means, skip the treadmill, figure something else out. But if it's in your basement and the air conditioning, or if you're going to the gym and it's at least not you know 85 degrees, you know, and the, no, you know, you have it 68, 70 degrees and no humidity. I make, that makes a big difference, right? So um, obviously uh, use some uh, 
discernment there on that. But uh, um, so that's it. So that's really it. There's simple ways that you can do that you can change the scope of your workout, but get what you need out of the workout. And I think that is crucial, especially as we are in August now. You've got a good month where you're really still going to have to be in that suffer fest. And unfortunately, if you're running an October marathon, uh, now is when you're really getting into that peak training, right? So I think for some groups, you just passed into week nine of, of the marathon plan. Uh, if you're doing the, if the, you're doing the regular 18 week plan, which is just like the marathon, right? Num numerically, you're at halfway, but we all know that the hardest part is still yet to come, right? All the majority of your hard work is in the last nine weeks, right? So, um, we are not at halfway as far as that goes. It's like you're not even at mile 20 yet. Um, so you just have to be careful. All right. So hopefully that helps some of you out and uh, gives you some things to think about and maybe uh, spark some ideas in your own head that you can uh, you can do what you need to do, but not make a lot of mistakes in this, uh, this heat and humidity. So, all right, that's it for now. I will uh, talk to you later. All right, see you later.